The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. I am delighted to be joined now on the show by Brenda Fricker. Brenda, of course, is the only Irish actress ever to win an Academy Award. Brenda, how are you? Oh, it's lovely to hear you saying that. I'm fine. Is that is that something you still take great pride in, Brenda? Well, in a way, I want somewhere to take the mantle from me, but at the moment, it's a it's a long record. Yeah, it is. It is, and I mean, we've had different actresses hotly tipped a few times in recent years. None none have brought home the bacon, though. No, I thought Jessie Buckley might. She's she's my 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 hot one for the next one to have an Oscar, but she'll get nominated again. Is she someone you would like to see take that oh, crown from you? Oh, very much. I think she's the best talent to come out of Ireland in a long, long time. Oh, well, listen, she she is an incredible actress and she is. She is hotly tipped for a nomination, certainly, um, uh, in the upcoming Oscars. Um, I mean, you won that Academy Award for My Left Foot. Um, we might talk a bit about that, but I want to talk as well about Home Alone 2 because it's, oh, yeah. it's the 30th anniversary. Somebody mentioned that to me. 30 years. Dear God, that's ridiculous. Where does time go? Um, what was what was it like making Home Alone 2? Because I, I don't understand how movies are made, how long people are on set, what other actors you might overlap with when you were there. So you might tell me a bit about that. Well, Home Alone 2 was, was the biggest budget film I worked on, which meant that you were living basically in the lap of luxury. Because all of my stuff was filmed in Central Park and I was playing in the Plaza Hotel, the, the trailer, which I could have lived in for a month besides my trailer, <laughs> were parked all along the footpath outside the hotel. So I could go back into the hotel in full costume, covered in pigeon shit <laughs> and smelling dove. And if you want to empty a lift quickly, dress up in pigeon chairs, um, <laughs> and I'd go in and go up to my room. So it was it was luxury for me. I got paid a ton of money to do it, and had a wonderful time on it because nothing was rushed. You know, it was easy going. We had people like Joe Pesci on the set, who was one of the funniest men I've ever met. So yes, it was absolutely lovely. Did it ever occur that you were walking back across into the hotel and maybe there was some new bellhop there who didn't recognise you and they thought, excuse me, pigeon lady, but you can't come in here? I did get into the lift one day, and or the elevator, as they call it, and uh, a tall blonde man got in beside me and I could see his nose quivering. And he said, I suppose you're in the film, are you? And I said, how did you get <laughs> And he said, my name is Donald Trump and I own the hotel and you're more than welcome to stay here. I said, thank you very much. So he, he was a perfectly pleasant man when you met perfectly him. Perfectly pleasant, yes. And um, I mean, you, say you mentioned Joe Pesci there and how funny he was. Did, like, did you keep in touch with people? Does that happen? I know. Uh, was... Listen, if you kept in touch with every, I've made what, 40, 45 films. In the name of God, how could I keep in touch with everybody? Yeah, no WhatsApp groups you see to set up. You can't. You can't do it. No. You stay friendly one or two people for maybe a year and then you've moved on to another film and you've got involved with people in that. And 
Yeah, because, sorry, the way you describe it, I mean, some might think it's it could be a kind of a, an isolating existence, can it? Kind of going from one group of people to another all the time. Well, no, it's the opposite, because I know it's said before, it's kind of cliche, but when you do go in to make a film, there's, what, 200 people involved, and everybody there is, to do, is doing the same thing to make the film work, to get everything right before the camera is turned on. And therefore, a huge camaraderie is formed. And it's, uh, and again, I hate the cliche, but it does form a kind of family. And you get very close. And there's a lot of hanging around, as you know, and you tell a full life story to everybody. And they tell you there. And then you go off and you stay in touch with one or two. And then you're off to the next group of people. Mm. So it's like the circus, you know. Well, you said you made a ton of money from... Uh, you want money? I'm not giving you figures now. No, I'm not going to ask figures. What I'm going to ask instead is, I mean, you know, like musicians, that what they really love um, is, that, you know, a good Christmas hit because they'll make money off it forever. Do, I, do, do, do films work like that at all? Like, is there any money no, you, you continue to, to make or is it just once? Things, there's a system called points in films. And say there's 10 points and they could, they could divide it into various fractions of money, which goes from profit to those people. Now, I've never had points in a film, except Home Alone 2, in which I think it was one twentieth of one point. Okay. So I get repeat fees here, and people used to laugh at me, and I've had to have, keep them on the kitchen table to show them. I get checks 46 cents and $10 and you're you're not you're not exactly like the stories of Shane McGowan every year no, when the McCauley when when the royalty check comes in McCauley, down no, on no, no. Baggett Street. At four points, so he was a millionaire by the time he was eight. The director Christopher Columbus must have had another four, and then the producers would have had two. You know, mm. I mean, they they make all the money. You didn't do too badly out of it, though. I feel now I would insist on points. I just went to the boat, really. Yeah, w- was. Like, when you said that was the, the first real big budget movie, I mean, what, what like, because you'd been in the field and we mentioned, of course, My Left Foot, like, already. Like, how how different is the experience, how enjoyable was the experience of doing, we'll say, that, that, that big Hollywood blockbuster compared to the more independent, yet probably better critically received movies? Well, My Left Foot was interesting because we, 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 it kept getting cancelled because poor Norwegians would come in at 12 o'clock at night and say, you know, money is off. And I have to say, he, he was the one who, for me anyway, kept the energy going because I'd be on the plane and say, oh, it's really sad, you know, it'd be lovely to visit. I'm going to be getting off the plane then. He'd say, I'll see you on Monday. And he'd always go back and gather Jim and get Noel talk each other. Like it was really amazing that got made it. So I think Noel Pearson mortgaged his house twice, if I'm right. So that's very exciting. And there's far more pressure on you to get it right than there would be on something like a big budget movie, you know? It, it, is there like, you know, that kind of flying by the seat of your pants, it's, it suits people of a certain mindset. There's others, you know, who they like the idea of a steady job and were they to go into acting, they'd love the kind of the job you had had previously, the kind of the casualty role. And you know, you're just, you're in and out, you know what you've got to do and it's a paycheck every week. Yeah. 
Which do you prefer? Oh, jeez, I prefer the other one. The chaos. The chaos of the chaos. film industry. Chaotic, yeah. You, you were in Casualty for a long time, though, weren't you? I was. I was in it for about five years. I never did things like that because I, I won a big prize. I didn't. I had given in my notice uh, at the beginning of that year and had intended to leave because I'd been able to get a mortgage because actors couldn't get more. But I had a year's contract that gave me a mortgage, so I was able to buy a little house. And I'd done all those things you do in a regular job, and I was bored. Your first nursing role, am I right in saying this, was in Coronation Street, and that your character yeah. delivered young Tracy Barlow into this world? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it is true. Do, do, you ever watch, do you ever tune in to the cobbles to find out what Tracy's up to? I used to watch it when it was in black and white and when there was, you know, when there was great news, the style, the song, all that changing think drama is amazing. There was nothing like it. Can I ask then about the film industry again and the, the, the more chaotic line of work? I mean, post Home Alone, uh, you had movies like Set a Time to Kill. Uh, you were in that. That's a great movie. Um, how... Did you decide, like, what was the process that you, you used when a, when, when a script came along to decide, you know, did you kind of have a career tra- trajectory in mind and you kind of picked films to match it? Was it just whatever you were in the mood for at the time? Was it to do with how much they were willing to pay you? What was it? No, I don't read scripts and the worst judge the script. Um, so my husband used to read them for me. Now my age reads them for me. So if they say that I should do something, I do it. And have you ever got to the set and been halfway through filming and thought, how in the hell did they recommend this one to me? No, very lucky. <laughs> what I did do was, and I got the, the script for my best horse, I was, I was signed up to casualty for another year. I threw it in the bin. And what? my husband used to see me throwing things in the bin on a regular basis and he used to pick them out. And he picked out my left foot and he came over. And I've always said this to people. I'll never forget what he said. He said, this is a career-changing part, friend, and you are going to do it. Great advice like that. I'm glad you remember. Yeah. And it's that good. When you look back now, Brenda, are there actors or directors who you would love to work with again? Donald Trump doesn't count. Uh, well, Jim Sheridan... Um, well, I was going to say Joel Schumacher, but he died. No, I can't remember half of him. That's the point. But Jim Sheridan, top of the list. Maybe the opportunity will come around. Brenda, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks a million for chatting. I love to talk to you and happy Christmas to you. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.